You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard, and this is the final episode of the year. Just popping on the microphone to share some insights and learnings, lessons that I've had in this last year. Hopefully you find episodes like this, looking in reflection, to be helpful, to you know, kind of encourage you to do some of that reflection as well if you haven't already. I'm laughing a little because I had plans to record this like a day or two ago, but literally like the whole world seems to have COVID in my life at the moment, except for my own family. So we're kind of just like isolated at home right now, being really safe and I don't have any childcare. So you know, you know how this is, right? We've been doing this for two years. It's the like record a podcast episode at nine o'clock when your kids are in bed vibe. We just, we make it work. But I wanted to for sure look back and reflect because this year has been just wild. Did you guys feel that too? I just, wow. If I, you know, was, I was actually listening to the episode that I recorded the end of 2020 and, you know, I had all these like different insights um, about things that I wanted to improve on and it was a lot of little things and luckily actually I feel like I did work on those areas for sure, but this year is just one huge glaring area of growth and it's something that I wanted to talk about because I think it really does relate to spirituality, to self-care, to manifestation, to the things that we talk about on this show. So if you are new to Yoga Magic, thank you so much for tuning in. I am a yoga teacher. I am a podcast host, an astrologer, and a self-care coach, really just bringing tons of different ideas for self-care and self-discovery to you so that you can try different things on. And I'm always experimenting myself. So usually if I do these solo episodes, it's like this is going well. I'm liking this. Or maybe, you know, this might be a fun option for you to try. So take it or leave it. Any of this. It's really for you just to try on what works best. I want to shout out our show sponsor Interval for being such a great partner. I'm excited to be hosting a number of events in 2022 to bring this community together even more to share on some astrological updates, just, you know, kind of live in that space of self-care. And I'm hosting them all on Interval, which is just this awesome platform for hosting classes and yoga classes and fitness classes and workshops and all sorts of things. So thanks to Interval for being here. And thanks to you, friends, for being a part of this community. I was just reflecting, looking back on the growth of the show, and it's it's just like, oh, I literally can't even believe it. Some days I like I look at these downloads and the people, the DMs, and just like the connections that I've made from this show, and I'm 
I like get emotional. It's just so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that you take time out of your day to be here, to listen, to work on yourself because it's, it's truly impactful. It's impactful for not only you, but for the people that are around you. So thanks for being a part of this community. I cannot wait to see it grow another six times plus that it did in this last year. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a beautiful community. Let's hop to some learnings. Okay, friends, I've been doing a lot of solo episodes lately, and this is a little bit more personal, a little bit more storytelling than it is sharing tips and tricks. And I just encourage you to look back on the year in a way that life happens for you, right? That's always the theme. Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you, even when it's absolute shit, okay? (laughs) And I know, I know how this feels. I have been there this year and I still feel like there is, there's purpose and lessons and growth to some of the hard, hard times. So my huge theme for the year, for 2021, was overcoming fear. And I wanted to bring this up because fear is paralyzing. It's toxic. It keeps us back from the things that we want to do in our lives. For me, fear has shown up in so many different ways. You know, fear of being judged, fear of failure, fear fear of loss, fear of rejection. But I didn't realize how intertwined these fears were until I, I really came face to face with my biggest fear, and that's something happening to my family, right? So this year, and I've talked about it before, has been super tough. And I just want to pause if, you know, you are triggered by miscarriage, please feel free to skip over this episode because that's been a huge theme of my year. Um, But when I think about fear, I think about the fear that I faced (laughs) after dealing with something that I didn't see coming, right? So when we decided to have another child earlier in the year, I didn't think, I had not, I'd never thought about miscarriage. I just hadn't experienced that in my life. And I don't know, it just wasn't something that I was necessarily afraid of. I'm like, I've had healthy pregnancies before. It's not hard for us to get pregnant. It's just so, we're so grateful. So when we came face to face with losing not one, but two babies, our twins, I was like, I was blindsided. I felt taken out, like T-boned in a way, like just completely knocked off. And it was such an interesting shift for me. I, I have to say, I, I felt pretty invincible in my life up until that point. And All of a sudden, I started to become wildly fearful of a lot of things. I became extremely anxiety prone to something happening to my two girls. I worried about, you know, my partner being gone and getting into a car accident or just these things that like overtook my my psyche and and really put me into a space of self-doubt, into a space of low self-worth. But what was really interesting and why I want to bring this up is that I realized I actually was fearful 
a lot, even before this experience that we went through, before the loss of the babies, I was so afraid of so many things. I was afraid of taking risks in some of my work. I was afraid of reaching out to potential guests in the in the worry that they would reject me. I was afraid that something, you know, again, these these crippling fears that things would happen to my family or to my loved ones. And I I needed that experience to see where this fear was starting to creep in. It was everywhere and it was bringing me into an extremely low place. Um, and when we surprisingly got pregnant again, we were, I mean, truthfully, I was too afraid to get pregnant again. I was like, I can't go through this again. I can't do this. I can't lose another baby. I can't go through this surgery. Like it's just too much. So I said, I'm done. Nope. I'm, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to control everything. Cause that's my Capricorn moon loves to do this. So when we found out in, you know, I'm an adult, I should probably know how birth control works, but long story short, we were so surprised by this experience, by the fact that we were pregnant again. And if you haven't, if I haven't shared that yet with you, we are expecting our third little girl, 13 weeks right now, and things are just looking really good. But when I got that news, I went into a pretty solid tailspin of... I would say depression. I've never experienced like clinical depression. So if that's something you've been through, my heart goes out to you. I just, it's awful. These few weeks of of depression in my experience were just completely debilitating. And I was just so afraid. I was afraid of doing this again. I was afraid of, of losing. I was afraid of my life, what it would look like. When I didn't get to control every little detail, because it turns out <laughs> you can't control a lot of these things, right? But I, again, I started to realize, I'm like, oh my gosh, Ashley, you are, you are an independent, strong woman. You're a great mom. And you are absolutely afraid of your life. That's something that you can, you can work on. You can grow in. So after, I mean, like days of just, not getting anything done, crying, sleeping all the time. And partially this is probably hormones too, let's be honest. But I'm like, I have to do something about this. I can't live in this fear. You know, chances are things are going to be just fine. I have to, I have to move on. So I started to just kind of pray for answers, pray for some spiritual practice, the things that I know already work for me, meditation, journaling, manifestation work. And I like got really serious about it. And I've talked about this in maybe the last few weeks that I have been doing like an hour of meditation in the morning. This is why, because I'm, I, I needed to turn it around. I'm like, I can't live in a fear state anymore, you know? So I found my way to, to Joe Dispenza's work. Um, and he talks about this. He like, it was like, he was like talking to my heart. He knew what I was going through, that we're like, a, we're addicted to these feelings, to these feelings of fear, to these feelings of shame and guilt and just so much. It's, it's just easier to live in these very negative, low vibrational states. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I don't know how to get out of this. What do I do? So I would get up in the morning 
early. That's because my body just loves, especially when I'm pregnant, loves to be up early. And in the quiet of the morning, I would do some of his meditations. Again, these are long. They're like an hour. (laughs) But slowly, I started to see myself shift. I started to see myself less triggered by little things like worrying about my kids, you know, worrying about my partner, worrying about this baby inside of me. And I would catch myself. I would catch myself like, okay, oop, you're being a little bit irrational. Like things are going to be fine. Sometimes fear is good, right? Fear protects us. It's a good thing, especially when you're, you know, listening to your intuition. But when it becomes all you can think of, it's, it's not, it's holding you back. It's holding me back. So I would catch these fears and I would catch these irrational thoughts and change the narrative, right? No, I'm, I'm creating the life that I want. I'm in a space of high self-worth. I deserve good things. There's this weird, like, there's this weird feeling that I've always had and, I, and it really does come back to control and fear that I'm just, I've had such a beautiful life. I've had such a beautiful life. Something bad is going to happen. Do any of you experience this feeling? Oh, it's awful, right? Like what it means to me or what I really realized after I, you know, those last several months of all this self-study is that like, I didn't feel worthy of such a beautiful life. I felt undeserving and I needed to switch that. If I was going to manifest some things, if I was going to continue to grow. I needed to be in a high space of self-worth and worrying constantly that something was going to go wrong. And it does. That's the funny thing about all this is like stuff goes wrong all the time. This is part of life, contraction and expansion. And when I accept that, when we accept that, we can grow. We can know that it's just coming and we can stop living in that fear. I'm so excited to share Yoga Magic's newest sponsor, Interval. So when I made this switch to teaching yoga online when the pandemic hit about a year and a half ago, I found it really clunky. It was hard to navigate Zoom and reminding students to come to class and registration and all the things. And then I found Interval and oh, oh my gosh, it has everything. So now I use Interval because it has all the tools in one spot and helps you build your health and wellness community. It houses class recordings, it can manage payments and memberships, and even has links for playlists that your students can enjoy after class. So if you're a yoga teacher, a coach, maybe an online educator, really of any sort, make sure to check out Interval especially if you've been using Facebook groups or other platforms to build community, this is gonna bring it all together in one place. And it's completely invite only, so use the link in my show notes to learn a little bit more and see if teaching online through Interval is the right platform for you. Again, it houses everything you need all in one spot and helps you reach new audiences by making the back end of teaching online super easy. Interval, more information in the show notes. So it's been several months of of doubling down on this meditation, getting really clear about the things that are not serving me, that are not allowing me the time and space and energy to do the things that I need to do. And it's been like just, I don't know, I feel like a different person. I really do. 
I decided to step away from some of the teaching gigs that I've had because I want to focus in on the things that I love, like this podcast and my family and working with clients and just doing the things that bring me joy. I still feel some of that fear creep in every now and then, but I catch myself. But what it's allowing me to do is visualize a future that I really want to to do that mental rehearsal and see that it's coming. Truly, truly know that it's coming, but also live in the now and not worry about what could go wrong. Worry about rejection worry about some of the unspeakables, right? It's done. I can't do that anymore. So I I hope this is helpful when you're really evaluating some of the, the themes of your year. It doesn't always have to be, you know, these like simple, I mean, sometimes it's simple, but it doesn't have to be things like, you know, oh, I wish I could be more disciplined in my routines. Like that's great too. But sometimes it's like, whoa, I actually really had a huge awakening. And when you take just a moment of stillness to look back and reflect, you'll find some some serious growth, right? We are growing. We are evolving. If you're listening to the show, you are growing. That's for sure. Because you're committed to yourself and you're doing this work. So kudos. Take just a moment in the next few days before that... 2021 turns to a 2022 and just evaluate and give yourself so much credit. We've made it through some tough, tough stuff in the last couple years. And we deserve a year of of joy and abundance. And that's what we are getting. Okay, so much. So I wanted to just briefly touch on some of the themes of 2022 in terms of the astrology of the year. And the first which I've talked about with other astrologers, which you'll hear me talk about pretty frequently, is that Jupiter, the planet of abundance and luck and joy, is returning to its home sign of Pisces. It took a little dip to into Pisces in the summer, and now it will be returning um, as of today, December 28th until May. What this means is that we are blessed with an extra oomph of luck, of joy, of of abundance, of freedom. Jupiter is the gift giver. Jupiter's here to to give us all just a little bit of relief. I mean, I think we can use it, right? <laughs> like 2022 will feel very different. There are still some tough things. We'll be going through um, several Mercury retrogrades, a Mars retrograde in there. The reverberation of Saturn square Uranus will still be there. I mean, like we still feel some of this this control and some of this restriction that we felt in the last several years, but it's changing. And we are changing. We are growing. We're finding the things that we believe that we want and we're going and getting them. So starting right now, friends, go ahead, look in your birth chart and see what house Pisces is in. If it's in, um, if, make sure you're looking at whole sign astrology. That gets confusing. The house system has to be whole sign. But look and see what house is the sign of Pisces living in. And that will tell you what area of your life you're going to see some of this abundance coming in. It's going to be everywhere. It's definitely in the collective. But it's, it's interesting to see like what area of your life can you expect some extra, extra oomph of abundance. Um, 
if you ever want to do, you know, a reading on that, please, please let me know. It's it's such a fun year to look at to get specific on your your rituals, on your manifestation, because there's so much good. There's so much on our side. So Jupiter dips. It's in Pisces until May, and then it pops back into Aries for just a little while in May, comes back into Pisces in October until the end of the year. So friends, oh, buckle up. Let's have gratitude. Gratitude is the the best way to manifest, to live in a state of contentment and joy for what we have right now. And Jupiter and Pisces, that's what it feels like. It feels like gratitude. It feels like a big hug. It feels like safety. You know, we're talking about fear. Jupiter feels like, ugh, like I'm okay. I'm okay. I can do this. I can do this and so much more. Let's dream. Let's dream big together. So what's coming in 2022 for yoga magic? So much. Like I had mentioned earlier, I'm stepping away from some of the outside work that I was doing um, really to focus in on this, to focus in on yoga magic because I see so much opportunity. I see so much growth. I see people showing up every week listening to me literally talking to a microphone in an empty bedroom. <laughs> it's just so amazing. And I have so many awesome guests lined up, friends, people that I have been fangirling over for years. They're saying yes, they're coming on the show. I have so many fun events. So we'll be doing monthly community events, the first one in January, around different areas of astrological interest, um, things that are happening in the sky. We'll do a little bit of yoga. And there's just opportunities for us to get together. I want them to be super accessible. They're $10 for you just to pop in and be with the Yoga Magic community. And if you can't attend them live, there'll be replays available. Again, just some opportunities to further that self-care, self-study growth. Um, There is going to be even more opportunities to learn new things. Um, More to come on this, but I'm playing with some, some community hubs, some ways that we can be together and I can bring you more content similar to the self-care challenge that just completed. Um, If you did the challenge, I hope you found that to be really, really helpful. I want to do more. I want to bring you more easy content to make self-care so simple and so easy. Um, So watch your, watch your emails on that. That'll be coming. And then a really, really restful maternity leave. That's part of this. I don't anticipate that there will be a pause in episodes because I can bank and plan and have episodes ready to go. But, you know, I want to take some time just to be, just to be grateful and maybe to do some podcasts from bed. Like that sounds fun. Have holding the baby. Like, yes, please. Um, But have a restful maternity leave and and do it on my own terms. This is the first time that I've been self-employed while on maternity leave and I could just set the rules. I have so many visions about like what I want to do. One of them includes having someone come over regularly to give me a massage. Is that is that possible? I don't know. I think it is, right? Like you can have people come to your house and give you a massage. I'm like a totally different pregnant woman, you know, fourth time around six years later. Like I, I am not messing around, friends. Let's go. So maternity leave is going to be just a joy. That'll happen over the summer. And yeah, the show, it's growing. It's so much, so much opportunity and so much abundance because I think people are awake. They're excited for 
opportunities to grow and to invest in themselves and to listen to what the universe, to what God is telling us right now. So buckle up, friends. It's going to be beautiful. I want to just leave you with some food for thought um, based on this idea of fear because I do think, yes, like it was a huge theme for me, but it has been a theme for a lot of us over the last few years. You know, COVID, a COVID world is very different. There's a lot of fear. I'm feeling it even right now. You know, we're playing it really safe, but it feels different. It feels two, whatever, two years later. We live and we're able to choose again, right? We can we can recognize those fears because they're they're valid and they keep us safe. And we don't have to be crippled by them anymore. And it's not just COVID. I mean, that's just one example. But how how are you holding yourself back right now because you don't feel that you're worthy of the risk? Where are you afraid? And it's okay. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to have that fear. Once you recognize it, though, once you start to see it and you start to catch yourself, you can get a little less scary, right? It gets a little bit less intense and you're able to overcome it eventually, right? And and recognize that you're so deserving of the things on the other side of that risk, right? And that part of life is the ups and the downs, the expansion, the contraction, the light and the dark. Think about the astrology, right? There is a light and a dark to every single sign, to every scenario, to every transit. And we get to interpret how we use that, right? It's hard. You can't have the good without some of the really, really hard. And I just, I really feel that that was what I learned this year. I learned so much from truly the hardest year of my whole life being completely blindsided by grief and being able to pull myself out of it and use it to expand and to grow and to live more full so the final thing you know reflection on my own is that I just started reading the book spirit babies um I highly recommend this if you are just interested in in a reincarnation, if you're interested in becoming a parent or you are a parent. And this is such a beautiful perspective. So it's written by a psychic, by a medium who is now deceased, but it's he worked with spirit babies. He would, his area of, of genius is that he would connect with souls that wanted to come in and be born and they you know I believe that that the souls of our children choose their parents I don't you know if you believe that too great if you don't that's okay you know I believe that we choose our parents for the lessons and the lessons that they're here to experience that we're here to experience so this book spirit babies was just so wild and it it showed me that my my future child that's on her way here had this all planned out. She had this planned. And yes, loss is cripplingly hard. It's awful. But to me, it felt like it needed to happen. That wasn't the right time. I wasn't ready. I was controlling and I was afraid and I was 
holding back on living this super abundant life. And when I made the decision to be done having kids, mostly out of fear, I started to do things a little bit differently. I was living in a way that felt super luxurious and I was like so excited. And then again, here she came and she's like, okay, yeah, now you're living the way that I want you to live because I'm ready to come in now. And it's been amazing. It's just, I'm like, completely blown away at how complete this feels and even though again before I was totally fine being done this was what was meant to happen so when you know we see a plan for ourselves and it shifts there's there's something divinely connected know that that in these experiences that there is there's a plan and I hate it when people say that, you know, when you when you lose someone you love. But I'm speaking from my own experience. Like this feels divinely guided. There is a plan for these things that bring us lessons and that bring us growth. So I highly recommend that book. And, and listening to the signs and to the pivots that we make along our way when we're more connected to our abundance, to our truth, to our highest self. So many beautiful things come in, even when we don't see them coming. Probably a little rambly today. I really just, again, wanted to share from the heart and share on this reflection. I hope this is helpful to you, friends. If you are interested in exploring, looking back on your year and you'd love some journal prompts or some additional ideas, just shoot me a DM. Like this is a part of a dialogue. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what's part of your life. What are the themes? What have you experienced? What are you looking forward to in 2022? Where is your Pisces? Let Please tell me. I want to know what house is your Pisces in? Like where's all the good things happening? Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at ashleysondergaard.yoga or at yoga magic podcast. And make sure that you're tuning in each week moving forward. We'll be back to just single episodes starting uh, next month on Thursday. But I love a good bonus episode. So those will be in there as well. And if you're not already on the Yoga Magic email list, hop on there. I'll be sharing information about events coming up, some more giveaways, love the giveaways, and awesome new episodes. So thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Have an amazing new year. I will see you in 2020.